in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're getting very close to Halloween. Ooh. We've, we're working under dimmed lights. I've poured myself a half non-alcoholic beer, half lemonade shandy. Oh, Halloween, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I had to turn down helping a friend film a comedy special because I was, um, because I said, no, I'm sorry, I, I promised I'd celebrate Halloween with my son this year. Oh. And he's a very, um, very staunch Catholic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so refusing to help him uh, on the basis that I wanted to celebrate All Hallows' Eve. Uh-huh. Might have been, might have been slightly offensive. No, oh, oh my lord! I, oh my lord! I wish we didn't have other things to talk about. You know what? That's going to lead us back into a topic of the week. Where actually, as a Christian, he can't get offended by Halloween, and I'll tell you why. That sounds good. Yeah, so he can shove that up his ass and smoke it. We're going to go all the way though, because we've never done it before. My son's seven, so he's going to grow out of it pretty soon. And no one else around here really does it. But we're going to go all out. I'm going to paint up some gravestones. Nice. We're going to rig up my smoke machine from my filmmaking days and like have fog going out all over the lawn. Nice. And then we're going to try and summon the ghost of Colin Powell from the depths of hell where he belongs. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Look, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, Satan's diversity hire for the second time, <laughs> Colin Powell. Yeah, let's say, yeah, it's all fun and games until you say his name three times in the mirror. And then Halliburton <laughs> blows your house up and builds a McDonald's. Yeah, no! <laughs> oh. It could be worse. It could be that, what, uh, or that other guy. What's that? What's his name? Uh, would show up and just show you, like, plans for the secret underground bunker. Well, that was Colin Powell in the UN when he was doing the bullshit. Little... Oh, that was Col- yeah, Colin Yeah, that was Powell. his bad that... Science Week presentation. Ah, yeah. He may as well have done a fucking bicarb soda volcano because he had fucking nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Osama is, under, <laughs> under the bicarb. <laughs> they've just got a Barbie and they've... Because it's the, the right proportions for Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. Dyed the hair black, drew a beard on it. Yeah. There we go, bobbing up and yeah, down. That's lanky. I think that's the best dull choice for Osama. <laughs> that's Tora Bora. Yeah. <laughs> Just pretend the, the the lava is blood. Oh my lord! Well, actually, a lot of uh, a lot of ground has been breaking at the UN. Did you see for the first time somebody has went into uh, the halls of the UN? You know, you make yeah. your your announcements, um, give your speeches. A member of K-pop supergroup um, BTS, yeah actually belted out a number and recorded himself belting out a number at the UN. Were there people there or he just snuck in? He just, well, I mean, it's BTS. Like, they are they the most the unstoppable world. force yeah. in the world. <laughs> I think, you know, the UN were just like, yes, sir. Um, he just strolled through filming yeah. some stuff. Like, oh, this is pretty. Um, so, yeah, just released footage of him. You know, And you know what? I think that would make the world a better place. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually don't hate BTS. Yeah, no, right. Who does? You can't. You, you can't. You can't hate BTS. You do. You, you do. You, you've, you've got to accept them. I, I, as I get older, I'm more accepting of the stuff that goes on in the world of music. I used to be very. Um, oh, K-pop 
is the shit. I love it. Yeah, but even even stuff beyond that, like there's a band out at the moment. I can't remember their names, but it's the Children of Slipknot. <laughs> so it's two of the guys from Slipknot. They're yeah. kids in it. Yeah. You'd think it'd be like when Jimmy Barnes here in Australia from Cold mm. Chisel started a band called the Tin Lids, but it's not. Yeah, and they're legitimately good. I mean, I don't like their music at all, but you can't knock the fact that they're actually very good at what they do. Uh, I don't, so what's, what's their band called? Privilege. It's called like Vemond or something like that. Oh, French for privileged. <laughs> I don't know how much privilege your dad being in Slipknot really gets you outside the middle world. No, oh, come on. With them, it's, it's it's like Eminem, like all the money that you get. Like, you know, your daughter's not living in a trailer park. She's no. going straight to college and yeah. inheriting like a $100 million financial But then it works the empire. other way because look at Tom Hanks' younger son. What a piece of shit Chet is. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, he's like a terrible gangster rapper. Oh, that's awkward. Yeah, he does like shit on um, he does like shit on Instagram and just terrible. It's like imagine uh, one of the um, imagine like Logan and and what's his name Paul, mm. like that, but le- less talented. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like look at like, oh god, like oh you know like look at the Hiltons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like God. Yeah. I still want to see Paris Hilton DJ. <sighs> I want to know if she can if she can spin the wheels of steel or she can press the play of the lame. <laughs> Have you not seen the late, the like, the live footage of her just absolutely failing no. being a DJ? No. <gasps> oh my god, it's out there. Okay, we'll look it up. Like when you finish, there's actually people have recorded her in the club yeah and it's just it's terrible like she just really looks confused by all the <laughs> buttons um it's not flowing it is just awful there's a lot of well, k- clunk and the tape <laughs> like rolls around yeah it's not very good well i mean let's face it if you if you're going to be a dj and i'm not one of these people that thinks that djing is easy because it's not to do it properly it's very difficult i know in fact one of the best live shows i ever saw was a dj it was fucking incredible um Calm down with the DJ love. But if you did go into a nightclub Mm. with a CD or whatever the fuck you've got these days, these kids, and you pressed play and stood there and pretended to twiddle knobs, so long as you've got like a set that is mixed and ready to go and has lighting cues, Mm -hmm. you can pretty much get away with anything. Yeah. Yeah, with your CD. Yeah, with CD. Did you bring in a a fucking mimeograph? An Edison wax reel. Do you have Benny Benny Goodman? <laughs> What's that new number by Noel Coward? I enjoy that. <laughs> Max Bygraves. Oh my lord! But do you want to? You want to hear some uh, slightly more interesting story? Than, I do. Than what the privileged children of Slipknot are up to these days. <laughs> I do. Oh my lord! I am going to tell you about the exciting adventures. Of Pom Pom, the Pomeranian. So this isn't the dog from the Big Lebowski. No. Okay. okay. This is this is this is a dog. We'll put a picture up on the okay, website. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, in Australia, we don't really get a lot of tornadoes. No. Like, you know, in America, we, we it's it's not like the Wizard of Oz. We don't have giant tornadoes going through the countryside. Twister would have been a very shit movie if they made it here. Yes. <laughs> It it doesn't really happen a lot. And when it does, it just sort of whirls some dirt about. Yeah, Dust Um, devil. Yeah. Some drunk guy tries to set a beer can up and it, go Dorothy. (laughs) Clank back on the ground. (laughs) Well, that was until September the 30th. So just a couple of weeks past. Yeah. um, Where 
a tornado carved out a 30-kilometre path of destruction between Bathurst and Lithgow. Right. Okay. Yep. So one gentleman, and uh, I have a picture of him here. Again, we'll... Uh, I'll put Strangely enough, that is basically our tornado alley. Yeah. Because it's full of fucking rednecks. Okay, well... Look at that little that redneck. Oh, look! Like he's not a small unit. Check the guns on that bloke. Yeah, he's he has drunk Bundaberg rum out of a shoe before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he has seen a kangaroo yeah. and punched it in the face. He's what you call farm strong. Yeah, yeah. very farm strong. Anyway, so he reports the story of you know out of nowhere. It was very unexpected. This tornado came. The next thing you know, it hits his house. Okay, right. Tears his house apart, so much so at one stage he was having to hold on to the kitchen bench Jesus. to stop himself from being sucked up into this tornado, okay? This is his what was left of his house. Oh, that's fucked. Like, his house is just completely just like, if someone's just peeled it back like a opened up a tin, peeled everything from the outside. Yeah. So while he was like clinging for dear life um, onto the kitchen cabinet, yeah. um, he says he looked out of his window and he said it was like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> because he just sees this wind and what does he see? Not one, not two, three cows flying. Jesus. Have been sucked up into the tornado. You know what's in the tornado with them? Cow, uh, poo, I'm guessing. He watches Pom Pom the Pomeranian get sucked up into the tornado <laughs> and is just swirling through the air with cows and then just gets whisked away with the cows. Wow. And he was like, oh, Pom Pom! <laughs> No, how would he have done it? Fucking pom pom! <laughs> yeah, and then just starts punching the wind. Absolutely. I'll fucking save you, pom pom! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking wind can. Pulls out his fishing knife that he normally keeps next to his driver's seat for the bit of the old choice road rage. Just a bit of stab stab in the wind. Stabity stab stab. Oh uh, well, obviously he taught the the wind uh, a lesson, um, because pom pom was actually picked up and thrown into a nearby paddock. Jesus. Uh, they completely lost sight of uh, Pom Pom. And uh, Scott figured that, you know, that was it. It sucked up, you know, it sucked up cows. It sucked up my house. Um, to you be know, fair, though, I, I don't want to seem dispassionate, but that bloke looks like he could build a house in a day. Well, he was. he's described as a 115-kilo tree lopper. Jesus. And a world record-holding coal shoveler. Okay. He's he's a proper evolutionary throwback. Yeah. He's fucking tough farm stock. Yeah. Like But he's not he's fucking he's not disconnected from his emotions because he's got a fucking dog. He's got a fucking Pomeranian. He's got a Pomeranian called Pom Pom. And if you make shit about it, he'll fucking put you on your ass. And I'll tell you what, he fucking shed a tear for the first time, which was genetically impossible for him, but it's like when there's no women around and a man has to lactate, that's what he just did. Yeah. Yeah. Tear ducts emerged. Yeah, just this little, just this one solitary tear. Yeah, just, just this Darwinian moment of pure evolution where he had to show an emotion. Mm, sucked out into other the than, tornado. Other than punching a fucking tornado. <laughs> oh. So, uh, obviously, you know, once the tornado had passed, 
you know, they were like, holy crap. Um, they wandered out into the property. They said they were taking care of some other, uh, the other livestock um, which had been injured by flying de- debris. Yep. They were like, oh, that's it. Pom-pom has just gone into oblivion. When in the very distance, they hear a, yep. <laughs> Scott sheds the second tear of his life as he runs through the field. I can pom-pom, I'm daddy's coming. Ran through the field, managed to find little Pom-Pom. Pom-Pom is still alive. Apparently, Pom-Pom was sucked something like 20 or 30 metres up into the air. Jesus. Catapulted literally into the next paddock um, and uh, managed to survive, though. Uh, Poor Pom-Pom obviously had to go to the vet. Um, Did have some broken bones, uh, but... And spent the last two weeks in the vets, but has now been released with a clean bill of health. So, you know, welcome back to Earth, pom-pom. <laughs> wow. Those things, they, those things are built tough. I know. That's not a city Pomeranian. That's a coal that's a, shoveling Pomeranian. That's a coal shoveling Pomeranian. Yeah, not like one of your city dogs. Ooh, <laughs> woof, latte. <laughs> that's the kind of pom-pom that goes to a gay bar to pick fights. <laughs> Bless your little pom-pom. So, yeah, not only did you survive a tornado, but you made a world champion coal shoveler cry. There you go. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. Speaking of going to the vets, Mm. did you know that there actually may be a precedent for a way to fix your current dental problems? What? Cheaply. Oh. In fact, for free. What? Have you heard of a man by the name of Francis Wharton? No, should I have? Famous eccentric from from America. Mm -hmm. Lived in the 1960s, mm-hmm. very well known for being resourceful. Uh-huh. And, uh, okay, trigger warning. Uh-huh. There are things that may offend vegans in this. Oh, God. But he was a woodsman uh-huh. who found himself in the wild. Yes. In need of teeth. Yes. Okay, straight away, in need of teeth. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, okay. Yeah. So this, this, is the, this is the version of The Revenant they could never make. <laughs> Found himself in need of teeth. Uh-huh. Well, because how else, like, do you take the bear down if you're not going to chew your way through its neck? Has managed, mm. they're not, they don't say whether it's with a firearm or not, but he has managed to kill a large stag. Oh, God, yes. Removes its teeth. Oh, no. Fashions them. No. Into dentures. No. And then uses those same teeth to eat the deer that he killed. Oh, oh. That's he, so wrong. He kept these teeth mm. for three years and they are now on display uh, in a museum in the United States. I'm going I'm to show you the dentures that he made. Basically, fashioned them out of filed down deer teeth, home cement, oh. gum. Apparently, he used so much Sterident. Yeah, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be putting concrete in your mouth. No. Oh my! Well, that's like when I when I w- was talking to the uh, the tooth specialist about my tooth, and yeah. they were talking about the options. It was a horse vet, be honest. <laughs> oh God, I wish it was. It would have been half the price. <laughs> um, but when they were talking about you know screwing the t- the titanium screw in, yeah, um, he was saying that's if my um, jaw is is thick enough. There's enough bone there. And he's like, they, they won't know until, obviously, until it's, you know, healed. 
um, from the injury. Um, but he's like, that's okay. If it's not quite, if it's like a, if it's like a millimeter, like short, he's like, you know, we can do this procedure. What we'll do is we take some bone from another piece of your mouth. Yeah. And I was getting ready to just to punch him in the face just for saying that. Cause get the hell away. Nobody's carving bone out of my head. Um, and he's like, well, we take that and they sort of, you know, grind it down. No, they create this thing. And they put it with this paste to basically, you know, grow your inch out by another, you know, draw out by another inch. Yeah. But they mix it up with this paste, which is pretty much clag glue, and ground down cow skull. Yeah. Cow skull. They want to put cow skull in your head. And I was just there and I'm like, look, I'm just going to say this. I'm vegan. And I do not want a cow skull in my head. I eat meat all the time. I don't want a cow skull in my head. But so <laughs> the, the man, bless him, he, he was Indian. So obviously, um, you know, so there's a lot of um, vegetarians and, and vegans uh, in India. Yeah. So he was like, oh, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. I understand. I am putting that on your notes right now. We will not offer, offer this to you. I'm running down that you're vegan. He's like, yeah. ah. Oh, that's okay. That's perfectly fine. We have this other paste, which is completely synthetic. Why do you start with the cow skull? Who starts with cow skull? And then, and if you have a choice between completely synthetic and cow skull, who, who besides Ed Gaines, like who is choosing the cow skull? It's a conspiracy by Big Cow Skull. Oh my god! Who chooses cow skull? I don't know. That's what? What? How? How? Did you have a leftover lot from Christmas? You're just trying to push it out before it expires? <laughs> Don't lead with the cow skull. That's all I'm saying. If you get a lower budget, we do have something in a fine rat skull. <laughs> we'll just put it in there as a tooth. There we are. Oh, my Lord. But it was just it was just the most horrific thing that I've ever like seen in my life. Like We just we put this cow skull in you. No, no. Did, did you go to a dentist that was like also an Etsy store? <laughs> Here, have a. Would you like a smoothie with this bird bone straw? Ah. <laughs> yes, but it was going to be like you know, like crafted into like a delightful sort of etch a sketch of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> so winning! Oh my lord, cow skull! Cow what the skull! Hell? How was that? How was that I don't option? know. How? It's, well, they're still putting pig valves in people's hearts and shit. Like. No, that's true. Actually, we have an episode that will be uh, coming up later uh, in the future um, about a gentleman who had an incident and so had to – medical science has now evolved so that they could regrow that particular body that he needed a part of he could grow it on his own body. Really? Because you remember that there was those poor rats. Remember that rat had yeah, an ear growing on it? Yeah, they were shit, yeah. Because <laughs> Dr. Mengele fucking hadn't retired. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, fucking, what the fucking... Yes, you, you, just when you think all the Nazi doctors were dead, they come out with, like, you know, rat-growing ears. Um, <laughs> or even ear-growing rats. Um, yeah. Um, just... Yeah, no, so now you, you just, uh, you know, Peter got involved, you skip out the rat and the mouse and you just grow it on yourself. Good old Peter. Yeah. Do you know how many shit stand-up comedians would have dined out on that rat ear joke? 
I'm all ears for fucking years. Yeah. Probably yeah. there's probably some still doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, somewhere. We need to we actually need to like there needs to be like some sort of register where you can go and find these comedians who are still doing really old topical comedy. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there are some comedians doing some kind of jokes that definitely need to be on a register. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> It's because you just shaved your head. You couldn't look more like a predator if you tried. <laughs> I'll wear a hat. Uh... To be fair, I did it because my son was getting shit from his classmates. Because mm. I turned up 42 years old with yep. a grey afro to yeah. his school. Yeah. And his friend said, your dad looks like a clown. So I came back the next day looking like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> I'd fucking little, shut him up. Little fuckers aren't laughing anymore. No, I got space in my walls, you little cunts. <laughs> Leave me son alone. See that to me, that's perfect. That's how you stop your kids getting picked on. And yeah, and the yeah. So it's a win-win. <laughs> win-win. Why would you shave it? But like, why'd you shave it all off? Um. Well, simply because it's very hard to get an even shave when you're doing it yourself. Using no, those. But I mean, like, why not leave some hair? Like, what what, what made you be like, you know what? I want to leave, put some doubt into people's mind, you know, whether I am on the far right or not. But how, how quickly is it growing back? Not quickly enough. Yes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. No one's going to steal my fucking chilli plants now, though, are they? <laughs> now I'm fucking Gran Torino <laughs> with the chilli plants. Damn kids, get off my lawn! Yeah. Oh my lord. Well, let's let's. You want to talk about something a little bit more fun than you chopping up your <laughs> small children and putting them in <laughs> lawn fertilizer? Excellent chili food. <laughs> but it's kind of on topic for our theme this week. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh, do tell. Oh my lord! Well, this week, of course, it's you can probably tell from all the. Uh, Christmas trees and Christmas ornaments that have gone up in the shops. It's clearly October. <laughs> and it's October. You know what it means. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Woohoo! So we thought this week, let's have a little look at Halloween. Have a look of where it actually came from. Um, where some of this crazy stuff came from, why Christians can't bag you for enjoying Halloween, and look into some of the, shall we say, myths about Halloween that everyone believes that might just be a little bit of crap. And can I just say, Mm. seeing Halloween pop up in Australia, I'm fucking all for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this week, we're going to treat ourselves with some of the origins and dispel some of the myths that have tricked us. Ready your teepee and hold on to your candy asses as we explore Halloween. Or you'll never wean me off the halo. Oh, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Fuck. I'll bring over my PSP for your seven-year-old son to play. I've only got camp fucking murder, death, and Halo, and Resident <laughs> Evil. Yeah, okay. What? That's good. It teaches them dexterity and how to solve a problem. And how to never sleep again. Yeah, it's overrated. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? They'll survive the apocalypse, and that's what matters. Resident Evil is very good for your rational thinking. <coughs> how do I get out of this door before the cannibal eats me? 
All you need to know to survive the apocalypse is how to suck a dick. Oh, God. I'm serious. This is you. This is you. This is why you're not allowed to teach the children of the future. I am conflict averse. And I don't want to... I, I don't know. I don't know if I could kill a marauder, but I could probably smoke a dick real quick for some fucking petrol. <laughs> oh, my God. Every moment of my life, even before the apocalypse, is me fighting the urge to just fucking kill a marauder. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. That's why I can't wait for the apocalypse. I could finally be like, oh, thank fuck. Take this hat off and just start fucking killing because they started it. Okay. And the mask is slipping. <laughs> Those aren't even your teeth, are they? They're just the last person you killed. <laughs> you can count how many squid games I've been through. <laughs> oh, look, people suck. You yes, know, I'm just do. saying. Um, all right. Now, one thing we hear all the time in Australia, and so the people in America... Um, you might be shocked by this, but I, you know what? I think the people in England might get this as well. Um, in Australia, oh my God, we get Karens shaking their fists. Get this American rubbish out of here. Yeah. Uh, all the time. Yeah. But we'll keep all your TV, the internet, <laughs> modern <laughs> transportation. And your Justin Bieber's. <laughs> And far-right Rupert Murdoch controlled news. Yeah. We'll have all that. Yeah, but, you know, it's their own culture. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> this is Australia, not America. Halloween's American. Oh, you know what? Next time someone says that, tell them it's like calling the monster Frankenstein. What they're saying is wrong and they look like a dumbass when they say it. Sure, Americans do Halloween, but like no one else. I yeah. think we can agree that. They do it the best in the world. Yeah. But they didn't invent it. I'm guessing it was Russian. Oh. Well, the tradition of Halloween goes back over 2,000 years to the ancient Celts. Ah. And uh, a lot of it is rooted in an ancient festival called the Samhain. So it's basically spooky St. Pat's Day. <laughs> Pretty much. Where's, we've already got orange beer. Yeah. Woo! Hey. <laughs> Kiss me, I'm undead. <laughs> <laughs> they would welcome the dark half of the year as the leaves ambled towards amber with winter swiftly on its heels. The people would spend the last long hours of daylight to finish harvesting their crops and storing their supplies for the dreaded months ahead letting their hearth fires slowly burn out. Then all the members of the village would come together in a pagan festival, which, according to different stories, could last anywhere from between three to six days. Nice. Of just dancing around the bonfire, drinking and dancing. They did love kick-ons. Oh, yeah. They didn't even have cocaine. <laughs> Summer and harvesting were over and this was a celebration of life and a time to pray to make it through the dreaded cold winters. And basically most people died during the cold months. Um, just from like cold, not enough food, you got sick, you can't get warm. Six days of solid partying followed by fucking winter. Yeah. 
not a lot of people could make no hot uh, chips weren't invented uh, yet I'm just going outside to spew next uh, thing you know they find your frozen body like the end of The Shining yeah no Barocca oh <laughs> so you know what there was a very good chance and a disease hit mostly in the winter so yeah. there was a very good chance if you are going to die it was going to be in the winter so this really could be your last chance to party on for pagan Celts the new year began on November the 1st which made Halloween New Year's Eve. Mm. Bonfires were lit, dances were dance, and drinks were drunk. <laughs> and I just imagine toggles were toggled. <laughs> to not attend the festival was to draw sickness, disaster, and even death to one's household. The pagans believed that on this one special night, the walls between the dead and the living were at their weakest. And spirits, fairies, demons, monsters and all manners of creatures could and would roam and the dead would return to our world. After six days partying, it's easy to mistake someone. <laughs> yeah, that's just no. That's just Barry after a six-day. <laughs> well, the, the walls are that thin that the dead are coming through. Turn that shit down. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep eternally here. Oh, my God. If you've seen me some days after New Year's, just... <laughs> is she dead? <laughs> She's green. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, The priests and priestesses would use this lowering of the veil to make predictions about the coming months ahead. Always with the fucking horoscopes. When the celebration was over, the people would take the fire from one of the sacred bonfires used in the celebration and use it to relate the fire in the hearth in their home. Now, you're going to say to me, yeah, but they didn't dress up. Yeah, but no, they did. People would dress up as spirits, monsters, animals. Now, this was for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, One, if it would discourage fairies from kidnapping you. Apparently, this is the time of the year when fairies would come out and would kidnap people to drag them away to torture and torment them as fairies are wont to do. But if they come across you and they thought you were a big, hairy monster, fairies wouldn't try to kidnap you. They were looking for weak little humans. As someone who spent a lot of time hanging around fairies, even though I was a big, hairy monster, they're still interested. (laughs) God bless them. (laughs) The other reason is, of course, they felt that this was when the dead would walk the earth and monsters would rise from the grave yeah so if you were unfortunate enough to meet one of these creatures they would see you and think that you were just another creature of the night and let you go on your way pretty sweet flage oh yeah a little bit of disguise whoop, whoop. <laughs> now some villagers would even go as far as to leave food offerings outside of the village to keep spirits and shape shifting monsters away and out of the village who would otherwise kidnap them or steal their souls. All I could think is 
Basically, it would just keep like the crisp, like you know, the creepy homeless weird people. Yeah. Like, no, it's just some guy who's lived in the forest for twenty years and hasn't bathed, and would just be like, score, <laughs> just collect all of his shit for like the next six months of winter and be on his way. How lazy of a demon do you need to be? Yeah. To just be like, it is my one night to walk upon this plain. I shall harvest souls Ooh. like a farmer harvests wheat with a sith. Ooh, pizza, <laughs> muffins. <laughs> I've got to admit that's exactly the kind of spirit I that's am that's what I'd be doing too <laughs> like, I will kill you all pizza <laughs> I'll just have this pizza and jerk off <laughs> these hooves make it hard <laughs> you knew my one weakness damn it <laughs> clip clop clip clop <laughs> now some villagers would uh, even go so far as to leave food outside of their house uh, hoping that the spirits and the fairies would take the food and not enter the house. It's like the best version of Passover. Oh, yeah, 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 without, like, you know, the lamb's blood and the firstborn dying. Yeah, just like, imagine imagine how much better that Metallica song would be. <laughs> oh, I'm creeping, ooh. <laughs> Never been right. It's just a chocolate gift basket. <laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. I've come here for your fruit chucks gift box. <laughs> you just hear rapping, unraveling. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, yeah, such a nicer, such a nicer time. Oh my god! But I just, I really love the fact that, like, you know what? Maybe werewolves aren't so like scary if you could just, if they're just like. <laughs> Gift basket. <laughs> Liver treats. <laughs> Little tail starts wagging. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? You can't give him that. It's got onion in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now, this night was also a good night to avoid the roads and not traipse the woods. Um, few reasons for this. One, you'd want to avoid Lady Gwen, who... Was a was a woman dressed in all white flowing robes. You'd know her. She's the one travelling with the black pig. Okay, how'd she keep the robes so white? Just, that's why she's a demon. Ah. Uh. Yeah, only demons can get whites that white. Was it Lady Gwen or just Björk? <laughs> just like seriously, like... I put on a white shirt five seconds. I've got soup on me. Yeah, I'm not even too. eating soup. And I'm like, where the fuck did this soup come from? Every time. But Nappy Sand the Demon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's just like trouncing through the fucking forest. Yeah. Pristine fucking bitch. Yeah. Oh, so her and her little piggy pig. So who started the rumours about her? This perfect fucking gorgeous woman with a pig. Uh. The local town mingers, that's who. <laughs> Stay away from her. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, nah, she was, was totally bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, the other thing is that you should watch for on the roads was even worse than Lady Gwyn and her little piggy pig. Uh, although I, could, I couldn't find anything, you know, that would mention that Lady Gwyn would do anything bad to you. It was just this, oh my God, it's a woman <laughs> out at night by herself walking where she wants to. Oh my God. And she owns a pig. <gasps> Next they'll be owning property. <laughs> and shoes. And wearing tongue. 
back when the patriarchy was just one guy called Patrick. Yeah, like, I'm not putting up with this. <laughs> Let's start a club. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Patrick. No one wants to join your fucking club. <laughs> Let's invent wages and then give them less. <laughs> Why did you get two bags of salt and I got one? Do you not understand, Trevor? Gwen was rude to me. So we should oppress them for the next 2,000 years. That will teach her saying she won't go out with me. I'll teach her. <laughs> Typically, I get friend-zoned and she just goes out with that pig. <laughs> fucking pig. <laughs> she tried on outfits for him all day. Wanted to know what if, what if I thought she looked good for the pig. Yeah, fucking, fucking what a bitch. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go invent internet forums. <laughs> oh my god! And Reddit was invented. <laughs> Reddit's not so bad compared to 4chan and those things. Were. <laughs> Reddit's oh. where I get my UFOs. Damn it! I won't have a bad word against it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Kiss my pig. Um, now, even worse on the roads were headless horsemen. Uh, of course. Ooh. Now these were a death omen, but. Bear in mind that this is like zero, like AD or like one AD. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everything was an omen of death. Yeah, pretty much. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mortality was like, you know, everyone was like, oh, he lived to be a ripe old age. He was 15. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure everything was a death omen back then. Headless horseman, yeah. omen of death. Stick, omen of death. <laughs> Your toast didn't burn, <laughs> omen of death. Your toast did burn, omen of death. Ah, Lord. See, even then, like, the horse is reasonably autonomous. Mm. So it's just like, oh, look at that thing that's probably going to get home safe. Yeah. What's <laughs> this hang? It's good. It's just standing in a paddock munching grass. Hey, Barry, he's got no head. <laughs> I blame Gwyn. It's <laughs> her bloody pig. You want? She'll be behind this. Like, bitch, still won't go out with me. <laughs> but with all their fears of monsters and goblins, it seems they didn't foreshadow the biggest monster of them all. The Roman Empire. Oh, that's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, what is it, fucking hygiene or... <laughs> no, no, it's legitimately a massive oppressive empire. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know, I feel like we should have had some... Da, da, da. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just see Lady Gwen and a pig just on a hill and the fucking Roman Empire just come up. Fuck. Until they had to deal with people in northern Scotland and then they're just like, Fuck it, let's build a fence. <laughs> Keep like, them in. Yeah, just like, I don't want to get it out. Oh, no. Now, the Romans would, you know, lord it over the Celts for some 400 years or so. And in that time, some of the Roman and the Celtic festivals sort of got blurred together. Yeah. You know, in the way that it does. Um, Now, it helped that the Romans had always commemorated the dead in late October, as this was their day to worship Pomona, who was the goddess of fruit and trees, which was the beginning of introduction of apples. It's pretty good. Into the festival. So she's basically the fresh produce manager. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Her and her piggy. Just <laughs> sniffs it if it's fresh. Goes and finds truffles. <laughs> and she gets the job and Patrick doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> then came Christianity as it swept through the world and it took a hold of Halloween. 
There you go. Like BTS in the UN. <laughs> in 609, Pope, this is his name, Pope Boniface the Fourth. How could there be four popes by then? <laughs> All of them called Boniface. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? And, and my Boniface. Pet- I'm calling him Boniface. Boniface. <laughs> my, my first thought was when I read that. I'm like, hang on, hang on. He's the Pope. How can there be a fourth? He's not allowed to do that. Uh, imagine being Pope Boniface. <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> oh, my God. May the Boniface be with you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, he created the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day. Then Pope Gregory III moved the festival to November the 1st and included All Saints Day or All Hallows. This, so the Catholic Church is basically what, like what happens to any kind of cool indie movement. Yeah. You know, suddenly a, a whole bunch of fucking hipsters get involved, the ones that are rich. Yeah. You think they understand culture, they move to an inner city vibrant community then complain about the noise that made it special in the first place and then they set up an arts funding body and make it incredibly exclusionary and fuck the Adelaide Fringe. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Exactly what happened. <laughs> now, All Hallows was the day to honour the dead. Um, so All Saints Day included some of the Celtic traditions. And the evening before All Saints was known as All Hallows' Eve. Um, So, yeah, basically the church was attempting to wipe out the pagan day of the dead by replacing it with a Christian day of the dead. Yeah. uh, Where people dressed up, still a lot of dressing up, oi, oi, except now they would dress up as saints or angels or devils. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Naughty nuns. (laughs) Then, as Christian Europeans and pagans set out over the world, they took these traditions with them. But it was the huge Irish wave escaping the potato famine that really entrenched Halloween across America. Now, next, the church tried to eliminate the pagan ritual of leaving out food for the spirits and fairies, and so attempted to replace this tradition with soul cakes. Soul cakes? Soul cakes. What's a soul cake? It sounds like it's a 70s TV show that we should all (laughs) dance up on it. Uh, Now, during the festival, poor people would go from house to house and the house owners would, just as they would chase out the demons of old, would chase away the poor people by gifting the poor people food or ale or home-cooked pastries called soul cakes. And these were given um, in the exchange that the poor person would promise to pay for, pray for the homeowner's dead loved ones. Right. So, again, it's just you driving the evil spirits away from, you know, your house. So and outsourcing was born. Exactly. This was known as going a souling. <laughs> And this basically evolved into modern day trick or treating. There you go. Oh no, I'll totally pray. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my god. Now in in America, dig this. One quarter of all candy sold in the US is purchased around Halloween. One quarter. One quarter for a country that runs on fucking sugar syrup. Yeah. And fucking maize and one quarter. One quarter. Fuck. A lot of candy. 
Guilty. And most of that gets eaten by the homeowners themselves. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Not all traditions have carried on from Halloween. Right. In 18th century Ireland, cooks would bury a ring in mashed potatoes (laughs) on Halloween night. And the person who found it would soon have loved shoved down their throat as well. Oh, really? So that's literally how they doled out marriage. Well, they were they would literally just like well, no, it was like an omen. Like they they'd put it in the mashed oh. potato. Everybody would just get a plate of potatoes. You would have to eat the potatoes. Yeah. And if you basically choked on the ring of love, um. Then it was predicted that uh, you would be married by the end of the year. Wouldn't you be spewing if someone fucking Lady Gwyn's there with her pig? <laughs> I don't like mashed potato. Gives yeah. it to the pig. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, still better than Bernie's daughter. Oh, I would watch that reality show, though. <laughs> of course you would. Oh, my God. Now, another one. In, sing- in Scotland, single souls were told to throw their nuts on the fire to find love. A person would take a hazelnut for every suitor and name that nut after that suitor and then throw them all in the fire. Now, the problem is, is as this tradition has been lost, um, so have some of the finer details. Now, what you are looking for is the hazelnut that doesn't pop, but instead burns down to ash. Right. The person that this hazelnut represents... Basically, it was either the love of your life or the worst absolute choice. I can't actually tell you now because that's the small fine point that has been lost. Either this is going to be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you or the greatest fucking misery ever. So you could maybe just skip the dilemma and just go for one of your medium roasted nuts, maybe. Maybe. You know, it's not glamorous, but then it won't stalk you afterwards and make your life a living hell. Yeah, you can put up with it. Yeah, exactly, you know. (laughs) Now, another option was for a woman to drink a sugary drink of walnuts, hazelnuts and nutmeg right before she went to bed on Halloween (laughs) and the lady would see in her dreams her future husband. If she hasn't shat herself inside (laughs) out halfway through that fucking night. I was going to say it's called indigestion. Oh, or if you couldn't wait until bedtime, then you could peel an apple, okay? Oh, you had to get the peel all in one go. Oh, yeah. Then you would toss the apple peel over your shoulder. The peel would fall in the initials of your future husband on the floor. I hope his name starts with an O. <laughs> or that fucking spiral from True Detective. Which is the fucking... Oh. I'm going to go back to the metaphor of eating nut soup. (laughs) Now, uh, that's if you had no luck when you're standing in front of a mirror in a darkened room holding a candle in front of you in the hope your soon-to-be husband's face would appear behind you. Or a skull would appear, meaning you would die and never be married, usually within the year. How fucked up are the Scots? 
No wonder the fucking Romans pulled back. <laughs> just fucking, what the fuck is wrong with... I'm going back here with this lady and her pig. Like, she was crazy, but there was nothing fucking skulls. Or maybe this was all to turn the Romans off. Yeah. They're like, we're going to hang back there with the English, and they're filthy pig people. Yeah. Well, this is fucking... They're not this. They're not this. Whatever the fuck this is. They're just fucking ro- throwing fucking apple peel around. Drinking nut milk. <laughs> And fucking looking in the mirror hoping to see Biggie Smalls. Oh my god, I've met Scotsmen. I've never met a Scotsman that that ate a fucking apple that wasn't deep fucking fried. <laughs> oh god. And you think that shits me? This was all this sh- all of this shit was just about ladies finding their husbands. Yeah. Like, for fuck's sake. Not all for you know the initials of your new fucking professional career. <laughs> oh anyway. Now one Irish game would have the user blindfolded and then you would select one of seven sources that was sort of, you know, uh, shuffled around the table in front of you. Whichever you selected was your future. Really? Yeah. But basically you only got seven options if you're Irish. Okay. <laughs> are they are they poverty and servitude? <laughs> Oh, you get half a potato. You get a full potato. No potatoes. <laughs> okay, these these are the only seven options if you're Irish. Okay, of poverty and servitude, potatoes, or international pop stardom. Wow, it's funny you should say it. Okay, uh, one, one. You find the ring. It means you get married. Yay. Sorcerer 2, you find clay, which means you'll die probably within the year. Okay. Who even puts that in the mix? Fucking. The local publican whose business is a bit fucking slow? Oh. Here's your your reason to drink. (laughs) Number three, the natural arch enemy of the Irish water. It means you'd emigrate. Four, rosary beads. It means you'd become a nun or a priest. Yuck. Five, you'd find a coin, which means you'd become rich. That's not an option. Six, bean, you'd be poor. A lot of people picked the bean. (laughs) A lot of people got that bean. (laughs) And the good thing, I I couldn't actually find what was in the seventh option, but because it was Irish, I just presumed seven was becoming a policeman in Chicago. (laughs) My oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. My Irish ancestors landed in Australia in the late 1800s. Oh. And they landed in a place called Pekina, which oh. is hell, but hotter and with less plants. Those poor fucks. Oh, my God. They obviously picked the bean. <laughs> Massively. <laughs> How do we grow potatoes in rock? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we could just pick up some of the pale rocks and just pretend they're sweet, sweet potatoes. <laughs> this is a horrible thing to admit as well, but one of my Irish ancestors. Mm. South Australia has one very important little piece of history mm. in that I think we had the first mosque in Australia. So the first Muslim oh, first okay. Muslim mosque in a place called Mare. Mm which was built to accommodate what they called the Afghan Cameleers, mm-hmm. who, would, you know, they were basically Pakistanis and Afghanis mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, who opened up the inland for mm. railways, that sort of rubbish. Anyway, they had a mosque there. Mm. One of my fucking Irish forebears got drunk 
yeah. decided it would be hilarious oh, no. to drive a mob of pigs through it during morning prayer. Oh, oh, oh. He had to run away from Murray. And thus hate crime was born. So yeah, one of my early ancestors committed a horrible hate crime. <laughs> he, so he had to run away from Murray. Huh. Funnily enough, mm. the, the controversy followed him to Adelaide. Oh, would you believe? He had to run away from Adelaide. <sighs> Funnily enough, followed him to Melbourne. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've really pissed some people off here. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Followed him to Melbourne. Oh, no. He had to fuck off to the United States. <laughs> Fled Australia. Wow. Yep. Wow. Hate crime. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And the yeah. funny thing is that now, Lou, my partner, yeah. her family was... Probably some of those Muslim immigrants <laughs> who were from that part of the world. Oh my God. So, the circle of life. <laughs> 130 years later. <laughs> let's just summon this dude up with a Ouija board and find out what the fuck happened. <laughs> oh my. Unless this is all part of like the longest playing like revenge game. Yeah. You oh know. no, Lou's going to stab me in my sleep. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to be sitting there one day and fucking pigs are just going to be driven through your house. Just like, how do you fucking. Like it. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. <laughs> well played. Well played. I had it coming. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh. So, uh, another uh, another tradition of uh, Halloween. Yeah. The carving the pumpkins. Where did that come from? Yeah, because that, that wouldn't be kind of like the sort of food you could afford to waste, surely. Well, originally, one used to carve a turnip. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. <laughs> Which, if you've ever seen a carved turnip, is a lot fucking scarier. It'll look than like a fucking head, yeah. Pumpkin. It really does. And then, especially as it sort of dries out over a couple of days. Uh, fucking. Look at those fucking plants that talk in Harry Potter. Yeah, just. Oh, they're not. They're not pretty. Um, but then what happened is when people traveled to America, yeah. um, basically they found, well, you know what? Pumpkins became one of like the biggest crops. Okay. Um, they were easier to grow. They were so much easier to carve yeah. as well. Um, of course, it being America, it's got to be bigger. Exactly. But plus, you have the like you do have the advantage of like you can just scoop out the insides of a pumpkin and eat it. Yeah. With a turnip, you just no little shrunken head, just just getting angrier and angrier with you each day. <laughs> oh. But the whole idea of, of carving the turnip, it all started back in the day from an Irish Catholic fairy tale. Oh, of course it fucking did. Uh, basically. So, Irishman is coming back home, pissed from the pub. What do you know? Who would believe? Oh, yeah, you, John's just looked up a carved turnip. That's and it's fucking horrifying. horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jack, pissed, coming home from the pub, bumps into the devil. Anyway. <laughs> Eating pizza on the side of the road, yeah. jerking off. Yeah. I can. It's my night. Fuck off. Yeah. I can do what I want. Don't oppress me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, basically, they sort of, you know, get into it. You know, the devil's like, hey, hey, you want to do something? You want to do something for your soul? I bet your soul. So, you know, they sort of get into a little little game of, you know, who can climb highest in the tree. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Jack convinces the devil to go first. 
So the devil climbs into the tree, climbs to the very top so he can capture Jack's soul. Right. But then when the devil's in the tree, Jack quickly carves the sign of the cross at the bottom of the tree, trapping the devil in the tree. The devil is like, you can. (laughs) This is what they had to do before rock-offs. Yeah. It's what you did before telly. <laughs> Fiddle contest. Going to a game of wits with the devil. <laughs> so Jack struck up a, a bargain with the devil. Yep. He said that he would release the devil on the condition that the devil could never come for his soul and take him to hell. And the devil says, all right, you can't. Fuck this embarrassing. Yeah, yeah I'm going to fucking do So he destroys the cross and the, the Jack. Uh, the devil comes down from the tree. Anyway, so he's safe in the knowledge that, you know, the devil could never come and take his soul. Jack lives his life to full abandon, knowing every want and desire that he could obtain. Full Uday Hussein. Hussein. <laughs> Going batshit crazy like a lady with a pig. <laughs> the day comes when Jack dies. Goes up to heaven. Heaven says... Get the fuck out of here. You're a bad boy, Jack. You've done nothing but live a life of sin. You're not to be getting in here. So he gets turned away from the gates of heaven, gets kicked to the bowels of hell. But as he gets to the hell, <laughs> the devil rushes out and says, Oh, you be gone, Jack. You be getting out of here. I be not letting in you here. Get out of here, you bastard. <laughs> and picks up pieces of coal and throws it at Jack to drive him away from hell. <laughs> So Jack gets driven out into the cold snow. So it is a freezing night. He has nowhere to go, but he can't go to either heaven or hell. So there he is in winter freezing. So he picks up one of the, he carves out a turnip to scoop up one of the hell rocks, the pieces of coal to keep him warm. And then he walks the night forever uh, using the hell coal in his lantern to guide his way, hence the birth of the jack-o'-lantern. And Australia's climate policy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, these days, fucking Scott Morrison would be in there. I fucking love coal. <laughs> I hear you giving away coal, mate. I fucking love it. Australia can't get enough of it. Oh, my God. Our Prime Minister really loves coal. Really. Really loves coal. You know what? I bet you he's tried to fuck a piece of coal. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. He's built a little... He's just etched out a little, like, jack of coal. Yeah, he's fucking carved a mouth into it. Yeah. (sighs) Now, one of the most famous stories of Halloween is, of course, we all know it. What do you think when you think uh, uh, Halloween and candy and trick-or-treating? What do you think? Uh, I don't know, like, um, are we talking like John Carpenter film here or like the fucking knives in the candy thing? We're talking poisoned Poisoned candy. candy. (laughs) Now, candy apples used to be the go-to treat on Halloween, but these fell out of fashion when rumours began to circulate that monsters were placing pins and razor blades in these treats in the United States. And 
all these stories were a band of all these children were dying each year because monsters, monsters were putting things into the candy, little screws and tacks to and poison to kill their little loved ones. I think this sounds like a black ops psyop operation by Big Turnip. Trying to get back into the fucking household. Oh, yeah, big turnips trying to get back in the game. Yeah. You know, there was so much hysteria over killer candy since the late 70s. Parents actually started showing up at hospitals and health clinics demanding that their child's candy be x rayed. Fucking hell. And each year in America, hospitals and health services x ray people's candy wow one worker who has been x-raying candy each year at halloween for over a decade says quote to my knowledge we haven't ever found anything that wasn't supposed to be there (laughs) and that's a good thing at their hospital after the x-ray the kids are given a dvd copy of their candy as a souvenir to take home (laughs) One Michigan court also screens candy, as does a local sports arena. Well, so you put it through the metal detector? Yeah. Fuck me, Dad. Let's take it to your school where they scan you for your gun. In Reno, Nevada, the sheriff's office also screams candy at the courthouse over two days. And in California, a clinic is offering four hours of free candy x-rays. A 1993 study over eight health centres and hospitals um, reported, quote, an extremely low yield of foreign materials. Now, a 1998 study, so this is 23 years ago, okay, bear in mind, said on average back then it was costing hospitals (coughs) $3.38 per bag to scan the candy. This is like the worst version of Elysium with those medical pods. But the thing is, like, there are people who are literally dying because they cannot afford x-rays for legitimate medical conditions. But you show up with a fucking bag of candy and they will run that shit straight through. So you know what you've got to do? Pin the candy to yourself and just just be like... Dress up your, your poor local homeless black guy. Yeah. He's a Clark bar. Yeah. (laughs) X-ray him. He's a box of all sorts. Sorry, big box of all sorts. Yes, we've collected a lot of candy. And get your get your free X-ray. But three dollars. Who is indulging overprivileged people that much yeah. that their fucking candy is is being X-rayed? Oh god. We love you, America, but you're fucking weird. Oh, my God. So $3.38 to to scan the bag of candy. Okay. Not that this scan actually picks up. It's not going to pick up anything like toxins or drugs or poison. No. You know. Um, But one mother of a four-year-old was interviewed and says, It's an extra measure of protection. Scanning candy is a really good idea because it can detect a lot of things like glass that you can't see through the candy wrappers, she said. What the actual fuck? For a start, okay, if you don't trust someone to not put a piece of glass in your candy, don't go to that house. If you are genuinely that concerned, okay, that the people you're going to are going to put glass, don't go there. Like, 
Jeremy, just take them to your friends. Surely you can trust your friends to not put broken shards of glass in your kid's candy. That's fucking nuts. Like, what the... What? <laughs> it's not like the NRA's running it. Oh, my <laughs> There's Lord. bullets in their candy. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're my... How about we x-ray our students? They're full of metal. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there might be an incendiary device. Quick, get it to the hospital. You need to stop trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah. And get off the prescription. So the question is, how many children have died from poison candy from malicious strangers at Halloween? Zero. Correct! The answer is none. But you want to know where it came from? Yes. Where this myth came from? Yes, I do. It started in 1974. Right. When an eight-year-old boy died on Halloween after ingesting candy laced with cyanide. So poor kid actually did die. Was this in Jonestown? The father claimed the candy was collected from a stranger whilst trick-or-treating. Okay, wasn't the deadbeat dad at all? Turns out the child's father killed his son for the insurance money and tried to blame it on a stranger trick-or-treating. Oh, my God. Turns out the candy from your family is a lot more dangerous than the candy of strangers. So that's two people in this story that can't get into hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some other children who have died um, around Halloween and it has been blamed on um, either poison or foreign objects being given to them by strangers. It's always turned out to be their own family. Yeah. A family member that has done this to them. Yeah. Oh. In fact, statistically speaking, you are much safer, much safer eating your strangers' candy than your own family's. Other children have also died at Halloween. Um, but the real problem comes from all these parents speeding to emergency rooms. Twice as many kids are killed being hit by vehicles whilst trick-or-treating than at any other time of the year. Oh, my God. Children deaths double at Halloween. Fuck. Yeah, from being hit by vehicles. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, candy, not the worst thing that can happen to you. Yeah, it's all the, the adults with their adult candy in their tummies. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, this candy's made from rye. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? Who needs kids when you've got pets to put into costumes? Yes. Which is the real Halloween growth market. In 2019, how much money do you think Americans spent on pet costumes? Oh. Just Halloween pet costumes. Uh, I, oh, fuck, I'm guessing 20 bucks a pop. Let's say $5 million. $5 million? $5 million. In 2019, Americans spent $490 million on pet costumes. Oh, my God. <laughs> in 2010, they only spent $200 million, So it's more than doubled in the last it's decade. It's like their defense budget. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's fucking Rumsfeld running this shit. Holy crap! Well, you know what? You know their their wall didn't get built, so they've <laughs> got to do something. So they're just strapping uh, rocket launchers. Dogs dressed as spiders. <laughs> yeah. Oh! 
That is scary, though. Have you seen that guy who dresses yes. his dog as the spider? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then puts it in elevators. <laughs> 400 million. 490 million dollars. Fuck. Now, do you want to know what the top three costumes are for oh. your pets? See if you can see if you can guess the top three. Donald Trump, a Ghostbuster, and uh, fucking Jason. <laughs> <laughs> they were very specific. Um, no, terrible pet parent. Okay. Um, the number one costume choice for pets in America: pumpkin. Ah, oh, that's kind of cute. I know. Cute. I'd spend four hundred ninety million on that. Yeah. Um. Number two. All right. It's a food item. Do you hot, want to... hot dog. Hot dog. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Seeing a little wiener as a hot dog yeah. is the cutest thing ever. Makes up for all their spinal problems. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. What? Just way to ruin the mood of Halloween. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a breed that shouldn't exist. Oh it's not my fault. God, you are literally Jack Skeleton putting seven heads in children's like Christmas presents right now. Back off, man. Back off. Oh my god! All right, before you completely ruin Christmas, um, what's what do you think is the third favorite costume? Awesome. It's a, uh, it is something that's alive. Ah, uh, fuck! I don't know, spider. No, think really cute. Another, you gonna dress a dog as a dog? <laughs> oh, oh my god, that is some real sort of like trippy shit. The dog's oh, like, what the hell? That's what Christopher Nolan does. <laughs> it's a dog inside a dog. Yeah, inside a dog. Ah! <laughs> dogception. <laughs> then the night starts at the end. So our son's already dead from being run over. And then I spin the top, just fucking make a linear story for fucking once, Christopher Nolan. Just fucking once. Oh my god! Maybe that's the seventh, like you know, saucer, like in the game. Like you pick it, and there's the saucer, and it's just another saucer in the saucer in the saucer. Fuck! You become Christopher Nolan. <laughs> oh my god! All right, number three. Come on, it's alive. Coral. <sighs> if you're gonna be like that, bumblebee. That's actually pretty cute. Bzzz. That's kind of cute. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, with the little scruffy. How can this country literally have a church in the middle of the fucking wilderness run by the son of fucking Reverend Moon mm-hmm. where they worship with AR 15s mm-hmm. and they still buy that many cute costumes for their dogs? I know. I know. Just because you're going to, like, you know, stage a holy war doesn't mean you can't enjoy the holidays. Well, that's very true. I know. If, oh you, if you do want an interesting day on Instagram, follow the fucking Bullet King. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's fucking nuts. Oh. He's nuts. Has oh. a crown made of bullets. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the for anyone at home, um <laughs> one of one of my favorite deaths in the Darwin Awards, which which have you heard is is you know, people who you know, doing really stupid things, removing themselves from the Dean pool. Yeah. Um, a guy decided that, you know, it'd look very cool if he turned a bullet into a necklace. Okay. So uh, just you know, took the um, like a like a hammer or a drill press, or? Uh, like uh, yeah, you know the pointy thing. A drill? No, well you know the bit of steel. It's pointy. What's the name? I've forgotten the name. Center punch. We'll go with that. Um, Screwdriver? <laughs> no. 
you know, when you've got like, you know, you put the hole in the thing, but it's a bit of metal and you hit the hammer and you put a hole in it, you know, pew. So it's a punch. Yeah. Yeah. So you decided to do that, but with a live bullet. <laughs> Went off, killed himself. That's all I'm going to say. Before you make your bullet crown, okay, don't use live ammunition. Uh, I knew a guy back home who did that. He, oh. want, he wanted to see what would happen if he uh, oh, if God. he put a bullet in a vice and hit it with a hammer. Oh. Funnily enough, it fucking went off and he took off the tip of his finger. Oh. You know what? The, the You know what bit makes me most angry about that story? What's that? He only took off his tip of his oh, finger. Man, he was a fucking dickhead, that guy. He, he mugged me once. It's like, what? I fucking know who you are. How do you mug someone you know? Yeah, he did it. That sounds fucked. Did he at least like dress in all white no. and, and take his black pig with him and be like, oh, I'm fucking Lady Gwen, you can't. Whoa, whoa, fucking mystery. Whoa, fucking give me a crack. I just mug me. Uh, it's like fucking, I know who you are, man. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's, that's awkward. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yesterday, I was in the... Um, He's a methamphetamine addict now. What? Oh, I know. Who would have thought? Um, in the sort of shopping complex opposite for my work, I went in to get my second COVID jab. Yeah. And as I came out, there was some, like, high school kids. And over here, you've got, like, the high school uniforms. And they do this sort of, you know, you can buy like, you know, the American like gridiron, like letterman jackets, except, you know, you have yet yeah, your name, your last name and all that printed on yeah. your jacket. Anyway, this kid went to the shopping mall and went to like the very top floor and decided to drop like a giant container full of like soft drink down to like, you know, you know, to make it spill all over the shoppers but below. He, he didn't understand gravity. No, 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 no. So we did it. So it was liquid. Yeah. So he just, you know, <laughs> like into the open bit as people were walking through. So this lady got like, you know, showered in Coke. Right. Um, and as he did it, it was like, <laughs> the like security guard is just like, oi. And he's like, oh. And then, like, makes a run for it, gets to, like, the intersection and had this real moment of, like, oh, 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 oh. well, like, he freaked out where he didn't want to go, like, left or right, left or right. Anyway, saw, like, the escalators, piss bolted down on the escalators. The security guard is just, like, on his walkie-talkie just telling the guy who's at the bottom of the escalators. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you wanted to be like, yeah, dude, you're committing crime and you literally have your school and your name <laughs> emblazoned on you. Like, it's, oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I really hope that he took this moment to realise that crime is not for him. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Touch wood. He'll get back into turnip growing. <laughs> yeah. Or putting broken glass into candy. Yeah, it was, it was not like watching a well-oiled machine at work. Oh. <sighs> my lord but yeah so that, that's a little bit of uh, halloween and so you know it, it's coming up soon so just yeah remember when you trick and treat you know what shove it in your face Do you'll it. be fine as long as you're you know you, you've got your candy from strangers and make sure you look left and right when you cross the street what are you gonna go dressed as <sighs> you know what the, you know you know what's really bad what 
I'm I'm sort of having a freak out because you know me, I'm all about Halloween. Yeah. I live for Halloween. Yeah. And I spend a year planning my Halloween costume. Yeah. I'm having a Halloween party. This year, legitimately, my costume is to go as a vampire. <laughs> and now I'm fucking like, like one of my mate, my fang is one of my fangs is missing. <laughs> and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, oh God, what do I do? And I'm desperately trying to search for like because the theme is this. Every party has a theme. The theme this year is 70s horror. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a 70s horror movie character that has a fucking fang missing. And so far I'm coming up with naught and I'm just, I'm horrified. Because they gave me the fake plate. But when you put the fake plate in, you can't drink because there's no drainy holes. And I'm going to drink a lot. I don't. So the, oh, the other option is I've got to be like I've got to be like a defanged, or just I'll just have one sad little fang, just like eh. Make sure I only take pictures on the on the left. <laughs> I've got a great costume idea, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to put it on Instagram. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> well, I can't make your party because I have to look after a small child. But <sighs> kids today. I know. That's what you get. You did the crime. You do the time, Mr. Jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone remember, you know, have fun this Halloween. Be safe and uh, look left and right. And just remember, real moth men eat the carpet. And look at the dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>